Welcome to Couch the Coach, the fortnightly podcast with me, Rob, an aspiring runner whose favourite place is being comfy on the couch. And me, Ben, a UK Athletics accredited running coach. Follow us as we try to turn Rob from couch to coached. And we're live. Again. I had to say it again. I had to say it. <laughs> Live episode on episode four. four. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling better than I did the other day. I know you've been on well as well, haven't you? Oh, it's shocking. It's shocking. And I think uh, it's getting, it's harder to get over because we can't get any, can't get any antibiotics, shortage of antibiotics. So oh yeah, with a strep A. Rachel's been laid up in bed. I've been trying to... Um, watch the kids um, when they've been at home and Walking Dead. I'm watching Walking Dead. Um, <laughs> watch, which is better, watching The Walking Dead or watching the kids? <laughs> they, they, the kids resemble the, the zombies of Walking Dead at times, to be fair. And Rach comes down from a from a pit when she's recovering, like looking like one of the zombies walking around. We'll get onto that in a bit. Um, but no, I've been good. You, you've been all right then, yeah? Yeah, I've been, I was a bit unwell yesterday, uh, but I feel... I'd say probably 50% better today. Uh, working from home, I suppose it has its perks. You can just put the heating on right but next to a radiator here. So although I'm dithering, I can I feel like I'm really, really warm. So it's, it's, it does have its perks working from home, I suppose. Yeah, it's good. And uh, podcast performance, what we've been what we've been looking like? We've been dipping into the dashboard still, having a look. Yeah, we're doing okay. Uh, episode three doesn't seem to be as hot as the episode one and two. Come I'm on, sure people. Why, what's, but... what's the matter with episode three? Go back and listen. Right. If you're listening to episode four for the first time, please go back to episode three. We need to get the figures up on it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think, but I suppose it bodes well if people listen to episode one. If they like it, they listen to episode two. They'll listen to episode three, and then it'll bring us to episode four. So hopefully, it does bode well. Think... It's not doing too bad. It is doing great. Um, but it could do better. Could do better. It's a bit of a C on the grading. Yeah, we'll we'll see. How, didn't you say you looked at it on Chartable? I never heard of Chartable. Yeah, so Chartable, you can look at, you can d- define your like podcast categories. And um, I was looking on that just just out of interest. I thought, well, see if we're actually on there. You can find us on there, but I don't think we're charting. I don't think we've got enough listeners yet to chart. But there is a review on there as well. So if you want to review, and I suppose that brings me on to my first bit as well. If you want to listen to the podcast, do listen to the podcast. Um, but make sure you do follow us on all your preferred podcast provider choices. So that could be Acast, that could be Google, that could be Spotify, that could be Apple. They're all exactly the same. None are better than the other, I would say. Um, but all if very you do reputable. Listen, all very reputable, absolutely. But make sure you do um, subscribe or click that button to subscribe so you get a notification when the latest episodes of Couch Coach running podcast is released and like i said if you don't if, if you haven't already done so if you want to leave us a review thank you to the person who has left us a review yeah thanks very nice to see that is it actual words or just like a rating no it's actual words i can't remember what it actually says i'll have to find it out but dig it out but it's it's a really i think i know who it is i think it's the, the one of the people i work with at work i think he's in the comms team um, probably jackie, jackie bailey <laughs> yeah potentially <laughs> but i think it's kyle who works in the communications team um because uh, he's he's done podcasts in the past and he was he was very impressed with the way that podcast was pr- produced so um but it all it does help to 
Yeah, of course it does. It does. Um, we are also on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just search at Couch to Coached, where you'll see all the latest updates. We obviously, if you're a regular listener, do challenges, um, so you can see Rob in action in his challenges. Um, you can put a face to the voices that you're hearing on the podcast, um, and we, you know, we just put some general content on there just to keep everybody interested. You can interested. see me running out in my uh, my shorts and t-shirts in the freezing cold. But with my hat and my gloves on, my, well, my flashy new hat. This might come up at some point in the podcast, but Rob's one of those runners that wears a short sleeve T-shirt with gloves. <laughs> um, but you, you can see Rob there running with his short sleeve T-shirt, gloves, and his flashing hat, safety first. Um, if he's it, got enough of Premier League players, that they wear short sleeve tops and wear their gloves. So it's good enough for them. It's good enough for me, surely. So what you're saying is you're the Mario Balotelli of running. <laughs> yeah, I could be. I could be. I'm going to have a T-shirt while it was me on. <laughs> always me running up these hills oh save that bit um so yeah we're on facebook and instagram at couch to coached uh rob has also kindly donated his tiktok account to us have, so we're now yeah, on tiktok so, yeah um, so if anybody wants everybody wants to watch his videos you can watch them on instagram but if you're also on tiktok because i know people tend to go on tiktok and do a lot of scrolling uh so if you want to follow us on there we are the same as instagram so it's at couch to coached it was my original one so i did my um build up to london marathon my videos are on there so my build up to london marathon uh, it was more for me that was to look to look back and say actually the videos i did uh, but I'm, i've changed that into the couch to coach tiktok rob basically uh, uh tricked all his followers on tiktok capitalized yeah. them into couch to coach fans <laughs> we haven't had any clever. more followers since though quite clever <laughs> um so yeah head over to those social media platforms give us a follow uh interact with us leave us some comments and like and share all the posts if you're enjoying what you're seeing and of course listening to um this episode so episode four um we're going to go for some more listeners questions we've got some really good listeners questions some appropriate for the time of year that we're in the freezing cold uh we're going to give you an update on the couch and coach challenges and obviously set some new ones um and then we're gonna have a look at talking first of all about our date rob our first date our first date and you've got some exciting news about the uh, NSRRA season, 2023. I have indeed. I have indeed. So should we get into it? Let's go. Yeah, I suppose Let's me go. as well. Let's get into it. We had a first day, Rob. We did. It was lovely. It was lovely. With a lot of pressure, I must admit. I came on my own, although Laura and Arthur were going to come with me, but I left them in bed. It was one of them days, one of them fortunate days where Arthur actually stayed in bed a bit longer. So before I left, he was still in bed. I met you, plus your wife, Rachel, plus your two kids. I, did, I didn't forget her on this occasion. She came with me. <laughs> yeah, she was there. So it was a bit of a pressure on me to, to impress, not just yourself, but impress the, the family as well. But I think I did it. I mean, having never met Rob and only ever seen him over video camera, uh, you know, doing the podcast. I turned up into the car park at Trentham Gardens. Uh, he sent me a little message when you come in, go to the right, pulled up in the car park. It was quite empty. Got out of the car, did one of them nervous stretches, you know, as I was looking around. And then this beast of a man, nearly <laughs> seven foot, comes walking across the car park. So I couldn't really miss him. But, yeah, first impressions. What would you give me out of ten, first impressions? What on personality, looks, just general aura? Let's just go general. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, put you on under pressure well, too much. The, I'd say nine, nine, nine out of ten. Yeah, nine, I'd nine, give you a ten. solid nine. Give you a solid <laughs> nine. Um, 
straight in with the kids, making them feel happy. I you were going to say something else. I was straight in with the kids. I was like, "What? We didn't do that." No, there was no. There's no. Well, there was quite a warm embrace. We had a bit of there a was, handshake yeah, and a hug. Um, Rob got straight involved with the kids, making them feel welcome to Trentham Gardens and Rach. So yeah. we got the double yeah. buggy out. Uh, did all the faffing that you have to do when you've got kids with you at a park run. Um, and then we headed over to the start, didn't we? We did, we did. So yeah, we did the general chit chat. We had a bit of a talk, and then you got out and you showed me your your buggy that's got loads of uh, gaffer tape on to keep it together. <laughs> it has. I mean, it's done. It's done a, a sub twenty five minute park run with me pushing the the two girls. It's done some really sharp corners. Um, it's done. It is safe. I want to add. It is. safe. It's, it's not I left. It's not. The kids aren't left their own devices no, or anything. I, I it's mean, not it, like it's a risk. It's a couple of times now in this podcast over these three or four episodes. <laughs> I've made it sound like I don't look after my kids. I do. It is safe. It is held together with gorilla tape on the hand the bars because it started to crack but the girls are getting heavy you know um so it's it's it stood up well um so yeah we did all that um got the pram ready got them in and we went over to the start line and i've got to say one thing that does get a 10 out of 10 is trentham gardens part run yes definitely it's a good one it's a good one um the race briefing took place out just outside like a little tea rooms on a, a bit of a grass lawn. Yeah. Um, Rob was uh, on your 10th part run. Yeah, so it was my 10th. So we were having a conversation where we were about um, people who were doing shout outs, people done 25, done 50. And I turned around and I just thought, oh, it's my 10th. And then you turned around and you said, I should have got a shout out. I was like, no, don't want a shout out. And then what happened? Got the, yeah, the guy stood up, the, the announcer stood up on the bench and was like, oh, and we've got Couch to Coach podcast here today. <laughs> we, were, we were both a bit taken back, weren't we? We were, we were just caught what, off guard. Didn't know what to do, sort of sheepishly put our hands up. Um, but I think <laughs> People that, looking around thinking, who, who, are the, who, who are these pair? They're not entirely sure. what yeah, He did actually, these? I think when he first said it, it was Coach to Coached. Coach I didn't to think coached. he got it, got it right first time. Uh, but people looking around. I mean, and now we found out that he was actually from... The one and only Jackie Bailey. Jackie Bailey. Jackie I mean, Bailey. Yeah, Jackie Bailey. She's doing a world of good promoting the podcast, but it's confirmed my suspicions. You know, I am developing celebrity status. I don't know about you. <laughs> well, people, oh, I'd like to think I'm a bit of a local celebrity anyway. I don't know why I am, but I'd like to think I'm going to go out running, people shouting, peep the horn. Probably just other Stoke Fit members, to be fair. Um, but as I'd long like as they're shouting nice people. things, because I have had it where yeah, they, they do. You, you know, you can get the old heckler, the run, forest, run chants out the window. Yeah, I get all them. I get that. quite a couple of young lads who were running past the other day, running with me. I turn around to them and says, I've already done six miles. I'm doing another six miles. Are you following me? They, they soon stopped. <laughs> <laughs> they need a coach. Did you yeah. have the flyer out? <laughs> um, but yeah, Trentham Gardens. I think what I would say about Trentham Gardens, which I really liked, is it's not very usual that you find a one lap 5k park run obviously they're all 5k but normally there's a couple of loops involved twists and turns hence why the the prams handlebars have cracked and stuff but a nice 5k pretty decent route starts off going sort of downhill around like a a body of water a bit of a lake Mm -hmm. and you come back around the other side of the lake into like a trail off-road type section quite challenging but very nice I really enjoyed it. It's a very nice route, and it's it's nice on a crisp morning uh, that it was because it's quite a cold morning. Um, 
it was nice to actually, and like you say, having a one lap, it's, I suppose it's quite a rarity to have a one lap course. I've only done three, three courses. So that's the only one that I've yeah. ever done, which is one lap. It's good. I think we'll, we'll definitely, you know, if Rob asks for a second date, we'll, we'll be back <laughs> at Trendham Gardens one day. I'll come to you. Or maybe I'll come to you one day. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, so, repay the favour and come to you. I'll bring, I'll bring my, uh, my tribe with me. I mean, <laughs> talking to Parker and Tourism, which is that that's technically what you'd be doing if you if you came over here. You'd be doing a mm. bit of tourism. We had um we had a coffee or a, a cup of tea in the in the gardens after in the garden yeah, centre. Bought, bought by you, so I must have been doing something right if you bought me a bought me a hot drink. It's just a way of uh, reducing the amount of tax I pay. Pass <laughs> 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 it as a business meal. Um, <laughs> the the meet up after with Jackie Bailey and her group of tourist park run friends yeah. uh, was really nice um, right. after the, the park run but she introduced us to the 5k app oh my god the game 5K changer app. it is an absolute game changer so we were sat there talking to Jackie and, and I don't know how the conversation came up and she says have you got this app and we were like I'm not sure what she's trying to, to sell us here but we're like, what app? So she showed us this 5K app, and it's absolutely fantastic. It, like I say, it is a game changer. It's got all your part run details on there. It does. So you sign up, and you just put all your details in there. It brings up all your PBs, where you've been. It gives you alerts if anywhere's closed, if any part runs are closed. It's got missions that you can do, so alphabetical missions. So have a part run at every single letter. Yeah. Uh, do five part runs in a row at different places. Do a Christmas part run, New Year's part run. There's and loads of different free. missions on it's there. It's free. It's free, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was impressed with how quickly you put your park, road, uh, park run barcode in and literally within two seconds, it brings up all your data. Your, your finishing time from the park run that we'd just done came up mm, at Trenton Gardens, which I think away. was about, what, 27 minutes, I think we did it 27, in, something like that, Which is yeah. good. Um, so that comes up and you get all your park run history and you can have a little challenge going on. And we know that Rob, in his running, he has to be running in a league format. <laughs> this is what the, well, I am Wrexham, so I'm, I'm working my way up in the yeah, NSR in the league format. But do you want to tell the listeners what we're going to do? Yeah, in the year? so there's an opportunity. We haven't really explored it yet, but we will do. And um, we're going to set up a couch to coach running league on this 5K app. So if you haven't already got it, download the app um, and then reach out to us either on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, email. So at um, couch to coach at outlook.com. Yeah. Um, and we can add you into the league and we can have a bit of a, a competition although I know part run isn't a competition yep. it's a it's a race against yourself more than anything but it's just to have that bit of community it's totally bit of... a competition it's totally a race <laughs> it is I know it is <laughs> it's, it's always, it is a race and I always say it isn't but every time I go out running it's always a race even if I'm running on my own if I can beat the next car by the side of me but yeah so there is an opportunity that we can have a bit of a league t- league table so, yeah. so we'll, we'll explore that in the new year get that set up um, and let you know how you can all take part um, but all you literally have to do is to download the free app 5k app it's called and enter your part run barcode and you, you're, you're away really good so then we were, then we went to, after we'd been to the part room we went for a little walk around the shops didn't we in Trentham Gardens we did I, I, I mean I was very impressed I mean Trentham Gardens is not just you know the the, the grounds the, the garden centre but there's a lot of little shops and outlets there where you can buy stuff we went into a little running shop didn't we we did went and found the Chub Rub 
Well, we had to, didn't we, really? We are a running podcast, so we, we, we were walking around, and, and I remembered, oh, we've got this right down the bottom, there is a running shop. So we had to go in there. We found, like you say, we found the chub rub, or the body, well, it wasn't, I can't remember what it was, it was something else, not a body glide. I put a picture on Instagram. So Rob took me shopping one on, on the there. first date to a running shop. We held, <laughs> and caressed, held and caressed a few running trainers and, you know, <laughs> discussed the prices. The inflated oh, prices. They were um, quite expensive. Yeah. I, that's where that's where I bought my first ever pair of running trainers from. I don't know if I told you that. That's where I, I went on a, a, a gait analysis in there, and it was the first place I ever bought my first running pair of running trainers. Ah. A reminiscent when I went in there. So the, gar- mine, the garden centre at Trentham Gardens, the shops there, the running shop, they. Uh... They can cater for size 14 feet. They can. They had one pair. <laughs> I <laughs> they now have the... no pairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went to the, the gate analysis and I was like, well, yeah, I'll buy a pair of trainers. He says, right, what size are you? I was like, 14 is that. Okay, then. Let me have a quick look. I literally bought this one pair out. Blew the dust off like... the top of the box. <laughs> <laughs> From the like 1960s. There you go. I was like, okay, fair enough. I love them. They were quite nice, actually. Caru. K-A-H-R-R-U. Quite nice ones. There you go. So... Size 14 in, in the shop there. They did stock them, but Rob's bought the only pair. Uh, <laughs> uh, other other running shops are available as well. Um, so we did that. had a little walk around. Uh, we had some photos with Jackie and her group, which are on the mm-hmm. Instagram account at Couch to Coached. Um, mm-hmm. And then we said our fond farewells. We did. And Until the got, next time. It must have gone well, because here we are, episode four. Yeah, must have, must have gone. I'm, I'm not renowned for my dating ability, I must admit. I never really went on many dates when I was younger. Um, but it was quite nerve-wracking. I can, I can remember thinking, oh, I've got to meet him. I've got to meet him. I've not actually <laughs> spoken to him. I've not actually met him before. I've only spoken to him. What if he doesn't like me and all sorts of different things? I mean, I I didn't quite realise how tall you were. Like when you see somebody and you, you realise that they're tall, they're tall, but you stand next to them and you're sort of looking up, obviously, and you're thinking they're tall. But it wasn't until I looked back at the photo after that it's on the Instagram account that I realised how tall you actually were. Um, one of the people that follows us on Instagram, I don't know whether it's on my Instagram at Ben Russell Fitness Coach or on the Couch to Coach one, she messaged me and just went, the size of the man. <laughs> I know. I was like, well, I am six foot six. I can't help being that tall. I can't help being that tall. Uh, but no, it was it was a good date, and I'll certainly ba- be back for more. Right, that's a good. That's a good thing. It's I might put on. I might put that on my Instagram profile. Yeah. It's, it's good at first dates. Good at first dates. What else have you been doing? Running then? To be honest with you, I haven't really done a great deal. I think because of the weather, it's mm. quite difficult to get out there because you're, you're scared. And we like to say we've got something to talk about later on um, about the the icy conditions and things. But I'm quite concerned going out in the running. But I went out with one thing that I want to talk about. I went out with Stoke Fit, which is not unusual. I go out with Stoke Fit most weeks. Stoke Fit Massive. Went, Stoke Fit Massive, shout out. But I went to their set. There's two, there's two, there's two like cohorts of runners. So there's the Badly Green one, which I normally go to. Yeah. And then the Old Sal, which is the opposite end of the, of the, of the city. And I thought, oh, I'm going to try it out. I thought, yeah. I'll go and have a look, see what they're like. They were, they were there. Sal. A of, old Sal. It's a pub. Yeah, okay. the Old Sal. And uh, I went out and did the the medium long, very nice run. I, I know the area, but I don't know the very area very well. I've never ran round there other than when I did Potter's Off, and you do a bit of that area. But I did say I would give them a shout out, uh, so I will give them a bit of a shout out. So it's Michelle A, Michelle D, Elliot, Joyce, Rachel, Ange, Tim, Jason, 
I put me on here, so I'm not sure if that's me or somebody else. <laughs> that's a new low, isn't it? Giving himself yeah, a sh- shout-out on his own podcast. <laughs> Doreen, <laughs> Emma, Lisa and Stephen. So we went and we went on this run and there's a bank called the Longley, Longley Road or something like that. And Are you going to tell everyone why bank. you went over to the old cell? Yeah, well, I'll get into that. I was getting to that. Go on. We went to this hill. And I suppose... I did say I'll give them a shout-out, so there's, there's a bit of a shout-out to you guys. Thank you for making me feel so welcome. And also, like thanks, uh, thanks for already said, yeah, thanks for having me. Send, send me back. But they did have chips. So before, I was planning on already – I was planning on going before, to be fair. Um, but then they put on their Facebook page that they were Michelle and Elliot, who we met at Trenton. We did. Um, we did. So shout-out to Michelle and Elliot. They brought chips for the – Stoke Fit crew. So they, we after the the run went on this run, and then we went and had chips, and we watched uh, Brazil versus Korea. I think it was. So it was really nice. I mean, what more do you need as a, a motivation to go for a run in the cold weather than a nice deep fried bag of chips? And they had bread and butter. So oh. I think Michelle, had, Michelle, Michelle didn't actually come on the run with us, but Michelle had made bread and butter and put them in, it, in the back in the packaging. So we had bread and butter, chips. Sauces, mayonnaise, red sauce. It was it was awesome, uh, but apparently as well on a Wednesday. So Doreen, who was she sent me a, sent me a, sent a question which we'll come on to in a bit. Uh, she cooked cake cakes bakes bakes cakes for the church. So on a Wednesday when they don't sell all the cakes, they she tends to, she brings them so they have cakes to eat as well. So I might have to make a venture over there on a Wednesday. But Doreen did tell me off. <laughs> she told me off. Oh, walked into the old award. <laughs> it's not me. I blamed you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Blaming me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I went in, and there's a, I've not met most of these people. There's a couple of people there that have moved. Well, they're, they're running with Badly Green normally and gone across there. So Tim, I know Tim, and I've met Michelle and Elliot before, and I know Jason and a couple of them, and Ange. But there's a couple of people there I didn't know. So I walk in there, quite I'm feeling. I won't say nervous, but thinking to myself, I don't really know these people. I'm Did they clap you as you walked in like a round of applause? Who is that guy <laughs> from the podcast? <laughs> they knew I was on the podcast because they did say Doreen came over to me and says, I've got something to ask you. I've got something to tell you or something to ask you. I was like, oh, okay. That list that he did, that Christmas list that he did last episode, I was like, yeah, yeah, I just like it. She says, I love the podcast. Yeah, it's a really good podcast. But I'm like, oh, no, she's going to say something. The list that he did didn't include one of the things I think is the most important thing. I was like, all right, okay. What, what, what's that then? And she said, lights. I was like, Nah, yeah, Christmas okay, lights. fair enough. No, not Christmas lights. <laughs> running lights. Christmas lights are important, but running lights. So if you're going out running in the dark, which obviously in the dark nights that are happening now, dark mornings, it's really important to have Christmas Christmas lights. You've got me saying that now. <laughs> running, running around with Christmas lights on next time we go out. But proper running lights. And I did say to her, I wholeheartedly apologise. They did blame you. So if you see, if you ever meet Dory, she might tell you off as well. Doreen, look, but, I apologise. I really do. The problem is I, I looked at doing a list of things and I did warn you that I had 100 things and you were going to buckle in for a long journey. There were going to be 100 Christmas things. But at number six... Admit just just quite didn't make the cut at number six was lights safety so, yeah. lights so it was there Doreen in at number six is in at number six um off, off the top lights, of my head 
lights or Christmas lights. You could run around in Christmas lights. Actually, me and Rachel once walked back from a pub. We were in the uh, Cotswolds and we took the girls in the double pram to a pub for some dinner. And on the way back, we'd realised it was getting dark. So we went to a little hardware store over the road and I bought two of them massive power torches. We gave the girls one of them each because we was walking down country roads. We bought some Christmas lights, wrapped it around the handlebars <laughs> and we walked along. Safe as ours. It's a Doreen. Christmas lights do work and any lights. <laughs> but I think, yeah, you, I, we stand corrected. Lights should have been on there. They should have been. They should have been. Absolutely. Uh, and so n- the next time we have a, we do a Christmas countdown, we'll make sure we include Dory and ask Dory's approval before we put it out there. You've she was st- lovely. Stay watching until that. next December, Dory, listening until next December, yeah. and lights will be and, on there. But I must admit, I did enjoy it. Um, and I will be back, not just for the chips and not Sounds just for great. the cake. Sounds great. But it was nice to actually meet new people, talk to new people. And they, they, they told me about, there's a couple of them on there. I can't remember who, I think it was Joyce and somebody else, uh, Je- Michelle. They started off doing the 5K, so Couch to 5K with Stoke Fit member Ange. So Ange sent the que- who sent the funny related, the funny running related story last week, uh, last episode. I'm contacting Ange in the new year to have a conversation Yeah, so she's, she did a Couch to 5k with them so then they've done a 5k to 10k together and now they're doing a 10k to half marathon so they're okay. like a cohort of, of group, group of group i say staff and group of people that are running together and going from five from nothing all the way to half marathon so they're running potters off next can year. anyone join in with stoke fit like if i wanted to come over and yeah. have a run with stoke stoke fit i nearly said stoke chips then <laughs> would i get chips if i came over I, I, I think so. I, I might be. I might be wrong, but I think. I don't know. I think. I think you have to be a member. But yeah. I think I'll find out. I will find out there because we go. it will be if nice. I, if I can come over on a Wednesday night, I'll make the trip to the old South Stoke Fit for a run and chips. There you go. You arrange right, it, all... and I'll be there. Date number two. Okay. okay. <laughs> Date number to, two. I, I have to have chips. Okay, okay. Michelle and, Michelle Elliot, and Elliot, if you're listening, Ben says he'll come across for chips. chips on. In the new year, I'll come over. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll do a coaching session for you as a group if there the chips go. are on. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Um, sounds great, Stoke Fit. I, I think I'm I'm slowly, not slowly, quite quickly becoming a fan of Stoke Fit. You are. You can be an honorary member of the Stoke yeah, Fit group. I like group. it. I like it. Um, so, yeah. So you've, quite a nice bit of running then. Yeah, so it's been, it's been, it's been, like I said, I haven't really done a great deal. I was supposed to do the Tatan Yule Yomp, which didn't happen, so I went out and did a run. You told me, well, you totally did tell me, but you said to me, do it for the listeners, so Get I went out, out and did 6K. Do a run. I did 6K. I was aiming for five, but I ended up doing six, so I did that. Yeah, that was quite a nice run. I've done a couple of runs, and they're all on Instagram. If anybody wants to follow me on it, follow me on Instagram. It's just at Rob Silito, or, or Silito, or Rob Silito, something like that, um, or the couch to coached. So yeah, so I've done a bit of running. So what have you done any running? Uh, yeah, I've done I've done a little bit. I've not been very well the last few days. Uh, I, I've had a bit of a chesty cough, and uh, that's that stopped me. Obviously, it's such cold weather. You get outside in the cold, and it's it's brutal to be honest on the on the lungs if you've had a bit of a cold. So I mean, there's a first bit of advice. If you are feeling under the weather, just miss a couple of days. Don't give yourself you know make yourself worse, lower your immune system, which is what happens when you run. Um, but yeah, I, I went and did uh, things of note, a couple of sessions. So I started my training towards Cambridge Half Marathon, which is in March. So I built a base over the last few 
months or so. So I'm happy that I've done that. Um, I'm going to start stepping up some sessions. And I did a, a decent treadmill session, um, which is on my Instagram account if people want to check it out. But it's um, it was a little warm-up on the treadmill, and then it was 10 minutes um, running at threshold, um, which is, for me, about 171 beats per minute. And that was just trying to use the treadmill to regulate my speed, get up to that intensity and hold it there for as long as possible. Nice and comfortably hard, I would say. And then when the 10 minutes was finished, I went straight into 90 seconds of just running as as quick as I could. So above threshold, just to try and um, build up a bit further fatigue. And then a nice five minute rest, just completely bring the heart rate back down. Um, and I repeated that twice. So 20 minutes at threshold, good bit of lactate development, lactate threshold development. Um, and it was nice to do it on a treadmill because mm. it's so cold out. So mm. that's what I did. Uh, things of no, I've been trying to get into my sessions really. Um, I mean, I've got a bit of a confession to make as well. Um, last episode, we did the Christmas list. We did. And Doreen's num- told me already. Doreen's told you. Um, and at number one, I put a Garmin running watch. You did. I did. But I um, two days later, I I got rid of my Garmin. Well, I haven't got rid of my Garmin. <laughs> I, I've been intrigued for months about the Coros Pace Two watch, which is the watch that Elliot Kipchoge apparently wears. Um, and I've downloaded one of their training plans. This is the reason why I wanted to um get the Coros. I downloaded one of their training plans, um, put it onto the watch and I'm following that. So some really good sessions, which are going to give me a bit of variety. Are you looking at me a bit funny as if to say, why is, why is a coach downloaded a training plan? Well, yeah, I, I, I can remember asking you that actually. Who coaches the coach? It's like who does, who, who cuts a barber's hair? Who, who coaches a coach? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I, I think, look, I, I'm busy with work, kids, family life, watching The Walking Dead, um, coaching other people, and I'm constantly looking at training programs and all that sort of stuff. And one of the things is I don't get that accountability as such. Mm. And I don't really get the accountability. I still have to give that myself. But I basically downloaded a 12-week threshold development program, which I've just dropped onto the Coros app. It's gone onto my watch, and literally I'm following that. So some of the workouts I'll be doing over the next few weeks are all just from that. But I like to try and test them as well. And if they're Mm. good... You know, expect to be doing a few of them, Rob. <laughs> I was going to say, I can just see my couch, my coach challenge in a couple of weeks being do this, do this interval training. So I the, the couch to coached um, podcast, the coach challenge, will soon be sponsored by Coros. Coros, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, get in contact with us. Um, we are happy to take sponsorship. Yeah, but it's all, it's all about me getting a bit of variety in, and and I don't have to think too much, not too labour intensive. So that that that. Uh, you know, you don't have to buy a watch to get that, but mm. I just felt like I wanted to buy the watch. It was a feature that I found on there. The app for it's great, but it's given me a bit of variety to my training, which has been spot on so far. But then, mm. you know, like all runners do, you do a few days, you feel really good about yourself, and then you get struck down by the lurgy. Yeah. So I'm off. I'm off the the running for the last couple of days. But we'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Talking of variety. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm, we're gonna go straight into it. We're gonna get into because it, it, it falls under the category of variety. Um, the coach challenge on the last yeah. episode was hill reps to do a hill rep session. 
It was, and I suppose I say I haven't done much running. I have done the hill rip session, so I've done a bit of running. Um, I've done quite a lot of running, actually. I wouldn't say I've done a bit of running. Uh, so, yeah, I did a hill rep session. Um, again, it's on the Instagram, if anybody wants to watch. I did a bit of a reel. Rob loves a reel. Uh, I do love a reel. I've, I've, I've never been any good at Instagram. I never used it up until the point of when I started this podcast, and it's opened my eyes to the world of Instagram. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I've got Instagram. Um, he messaged me the other day, going, oh, "I think it's going viral. It's going viral." <laughs> <laughs> I had five k views. Yeah, I had five, I'm, five I'm not taking views anything away from you, yeah, but it's. I mean, it's exciting, like you know, when when you see the numbers going up all the time. I know it's crazy, uh, but yes, yeah, so the Hill Reps session. It was a good session. I must admit, I enjoyed it. I think um, it was hard. I went yeah. up. So the bottom, so where I live, I live on in Snee Green and Stoke, and it's at the top of Hill Heartbreak Hill, as it's called, because it's in the heart, it's on the Potter's Half. Towards the end, twelve miles in, you do this this hill, and it is a heartbreaker because you're thinking, I'm almost finished. Then you turn the corner, it's there. So I did about, I would say, probably a third of this hill. Yeah, the brief was um, and, to do a, a shorter. I think you mentioned this hill on the the episode. Yeah. But I think the brief was to do a shorter, like start about three quarters of the way up the hill or something. But I started at the bottom because, I, although somebody said on Mistrava that it's probably the, the flattest part of the hill, I would I would completely disagree with that. Um, so Dave Wallace, if you're listening. As much as I respect you as a runner, Dave, because I've run the Great North Run with you, you're wrong. Dave, I love, <laughs> Dave, I love the fact that you're trying to hold him accountable. This is what we need. More people keeping an eye on this guy. <laughs> but he, it, I wouldn't say it's, it, I, would, it, I wouldn't say it's the steepest hill, but yeah. it's just a long hill. Um, but it was quite a difficult session to do. Um, it's the first time I've ever done anything like that before so i thought to myself well i'll go do it see how i get on uh, and it started off okay and like i say on the video i was doing myself i was counting down and i was saying one two three every, so time. Real. every time he did a, a hill rep he, he did a little video it's worth going to watch to be fair on the tiktok or instagram page but he was lovely he went, one two <laughs> Three. <laughs> every every rep had a a, a more uh, exasperated look on your face. Shall I say it was brilliant? Yeah, and I've got to about six, and I think I said on the video I used to like <laughs> you, Ben. So every time I did a hill rep, I was thinking to myself, I quite like Ben. I'm not quite so sure. I don't really like him, <laughs> but it was a good session. I must admit, it was very cold. Uh, and I suppose walk, running up the hill was the hard part, obviously. Walking down the hill was quite a nice bit. What conditions like on the hill? I was going to say because it's quite slippy yeah because i did it late at night so i think i did it about six o'clock at night i thought to myself i'll just go do it so i had me i had my flashy hat on um and i was walking down the hill and where i stopped flashy hat sponsored by doreen (laughs) as i was walking up i was walking down the hill there was a patch where it was slipping it went on me there was an outtake of the video when i did when i counted number three i went three and then they landed on me at bottom and then stayed down the bottom and had a minute's rest. So I took my hat off and my head was steaming. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. It was a good session. I enjoyed it. Do it again? I think I probably will. Not just yet. <laughs> so don't, don't get any ideas of setting that as my next coach challenge. <laughs> but I will do it again in the, in the future. And for Dave's benefit, I might try a different part of the hill just to see what's the difference is. Yeah, you tell him. You tell him. He's on the flattest part <laughs> of the hill. I mean, I took, I had a quick look at your Strava after, and it's difficult on Strava sometimes to have a look at the data. But what I would say is you you executed the, the workout pretty much bang on. You put the intensity in going up the hill. We saw nice increases, nice spikes in your heart rate as you was working up the hill, which were going to probably just about where 
your threshold would be, I think, which is good. Um, and then on the way down, I think you had to walk down, I said, and have a little stop at the bottom for a minute. Yeah. Your heart rate recovered really well. So I think that's that shows a really good level of um, endurance, good base endurance, good re- recovery time. So I think applying that into your races, NSRRA, watch out next year, is going to be a machine. I think to be fair with it, I think it does improve your hills, doing your hills, and I think it's really important doing doing them kind of sessions because it does improve your, your cardiovascular input and things like that. But I would say I'm pretty good at hills anyway. And when I want, when I do the NSRRA races, they are pretty hilly, most of them. Yeah. And it does show that I quite, I'm quite good at hills. I've got long legs anyway, so I can open my legs up a little bit and get 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 that good pace up the hills because I do catch this, catch people, but then they tend to catch me in the flats or the downhills. So I think living on top of a hill like I do, I think it because whenever I go running, I have to run back up the hill. So I do do a lot of hills. Always finish on a hill. I mean, I've got a coach tip for you and you and the listeners. Running up hills, think of your form. Try and stay nice and tall. What people tend to do when they run up hills is lean forward. I don't know why. I think they think it's going to drag them up the hill quicker. You're tired. <laughs> that tends to yeah. what happens. But if you're hunched over, your airways are going to be uh, you know, compromised. So you want to be staying tall. Imagine you've got a helium balloon attached to your head, pulling mm. you up, staying nice and tall, letting the oxygen go in through the – we had the technical term for this the other week. The trachea. trachea. The trachea. Yeah goes in through the trachea that means you get lots of oxygen into your lungs um and hopefully if you're driving the arms backwards and forwards driving the legs you should find that your uh, you know efficiency and your running economy going up the hills is better and you're only going to get that from repeating hill reps and practicing it yeah yeah and like i say i did enjoy it i did enjoy good it. session you did it well thank you thank you so I mean, that's my update you my couch challenge to your couch task to you was to watch season one of The Walking Dead, which I believe you did. And I believe you did very well because I put a, an Instagram story on there, a bit of a quiz together uh, to test to see how much you have actually watched and how much you paid attention. I think there's six or seven episodes. Um, and if you got five, five questions out of five, correct? Five out of so five on the quiz. I was you proud did. of that, to be fair. I was nervous, you know, because I did watch it all, obviously, and I answered the questions right. But there's always that chance that you might slip up, and then it looks like I haven't watched it. But I did, because I'm going to talk to you about it in a minute. But watching The Walking Dead over the last week or two, um, and actually feeling like I've been living in a scene of The Walking Dead <laughs> with Rachel and the kids walking around at different times... Um, it, I've not been able to separate the two, so it's it's. I'm glad it's done, um, yeah. and hopefully Rach is back on the mend. But I did enjoy it when when you set the task. I didn't really think I was going to, um, but I did watch way way back a couple of the episodes. I must admit, and I think I gave up because I didn't think it was going to be my cup of tea. Um, but I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I think um, I've heard it can get a bit repetitive. If I was to carry yeah, on, yeah, yeah. I was a bit disappointed. Well, not disappointed. I was a bit disappointed with how quickly season one ended. Because all of a sudden yeah. they're in the compound where they were with the doctor, yeah. and then that all got blown up, and they yeah. all drove off into the sunset. Um, but I thought there'd be more episodes, so I've, I've, I've started does... watching season two. I'm a convert. Oh, I mean. There you go. You turn into me. You'll be Candy Crush addiction. Uh, you were yeah. addicted to Walking Dead. There is, I think, there's twelve series altogether. Uh, oh. It does get 
it does. I think it does. It does become repetitive a little bit because how much can you talk about the um, the Walking Dead, the zombies? But it does. It, it, I think it's more of the characters, the characters that you see, and the characters that yeah. build up in it. So it is good. I, I, I really enjoyed it, and there are spin-offs coming soon, so hopefully I'll be watching them. I think I'll carry it on. To be honest, if I've got time, I mean. I've there's a spoiler alert. I already know what my uh, my my challenge is for the coach <laughs> challenge. This we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I think I'm going to have plenty of time to um, watch more. So I'll, I'll give yeah. it a go. I'll give it a go. And then over the winter months, there isn't there isn't like you say yeah. you, you might go out running or you, you can just stay in. You could put it on the treadmill whilst you're running on the treadmill. Put it in front of you. Watch a very the walking good idea. There. It's a very good there idea. So I will be doing. And you're running away from the zombies. Pretend I'm running away from. The z- I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like that at, at times in this house anyway. But <laughs> keep saying it. But yeah, I'm I'm in. I'm in. Walking Dead. I'm I'm a fan. There you go. See, well, you did very well. Again, another um, proud coach. Uh, proud coach of a couch kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it's proud of me. <laughs> So that brings us on to uh, listeners' questions. Uh, so we've like got four. Part. I like this part. I like this part. It, it, it is good. We've got four questions this time, so a bit of an extra bonus question. We normally have three, but we've got four. So the first question is off Sam Nixon. Yep. Who's Sam? Uh, Sam is a guy I coach. Um, been coaching him for a couple of months, and I used to play football with him a while back, and he contacted me to do some coaching, and he's been doing really, really well, to be fair. Um he has well and truly got the running bug. He's seen mad improvements with his pace mm-hmm. coming down um, for the same heartbeat. So he's, he's effectively getting a better output for the same input. Um, he's feeling fitter. And um, I think the accountability has helped him of having a coach. Um, but yeah, really good runner. What's his question? <laughs> so, his, so his question is, I live by the canals. <clears throat> which is nice and flat. I've got quite a few canals by me, which is nice and flat as well. But should I try and add some hills into my workouts? And if so, how many per week? Yes. So I suppose we touched on this a little bit with the hill reps. The answer is yes. Is that it? Okay. Just really yes. short episode today. Just yes. Yes, that you should, Sam, is the answer to the question. No, um, it's it's a very, very good question. There needs to be hills in your running. Part of the reason why I set Rob the challenge of doing the hill reps, I mean, I didn't know this question was coming. Sam obviously didn't know this uh, task was coming, and it's something people often think about. The natural thing to do is when you go running is to plot your route out the night before or the morning of, or you might have your set routes, and I guarantee you those routes don't really include a lot of hills. If you're like Rob and you live on Heartbreak Hill or around Heartbreak Hill, you can't get away from it. But hills are important because what hills are going to do are basically give you muscular strength and endurance. So for those that are short on time and really can only focus on running and not running in the gym where they do you know body weight stuff or weighted stuff, running is a good way of getting some strength into the legs, the glutes, uh, the quads and the hamstrings and the calf muscles um, develop when you're running through hills. They make you stronger in your core, so you get better um, you know, uh, muscle development through running hills. Um, and for recreational runners, as I say, I haven't got a lot of time to be spending in the gym. It's a good way to develop that strength. Um, also, studies have shown that it can improve your uh, running economy and make you more efficient as a runner. Uh, running hill repeats, you can focus on your form, as we spoke about a minute ago, and adding those hills into your running routes will increase your 
cardiovascular capacity and aerobic energy aerobic energy production so you'll be better uh, have a better running economy uh, so you'll be able to run longer and faster uh, before feeling fatigued because you've challenged yourself on the hills and it can also improve your running cadence of steps per minute you tend to run with a shorter running stride um, mm. and less uh, more steps per minute which is what cadence is measured in ultimately means that you're moving over the ground quicker um, so lots of benefits of hills so Sam get off the canals mate Get some hills in your runs um, and see if you see the improvements on it. So what would you suggest? Would you suggest having doing hill reps or would you suggest like incorporating them into your yeah. runs as in when you're going out for a run it's... thinking to yourself, well, because I sometimes do that thinking, oh, I can't be asked to do that. <laughs> I can't be bothered to go up that hill tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's I one of them. Include it in your route. It's, it's intense. As you found out in that session, it's intense to do hill reps. So I wouldn't say necessarily doing a hill rep session specifically like that every week. You could do, depending upon the level of runner you are and the time you've got and the sort of uh, experience uh, and training history you've got. But I would say the easiest way to do it is once a week on one of your easy runs, is just challenge yourself to pick a hillier route. Um, yeah. You know, if you've got a, a loop of it with a hill in, maybe do a smaller loop and just incorporate that hill in a few times. The aim would be instead of, you know, running up the hill and stopping at the top to catch your breath, try and challenge yourself to run up and over the top of the hill onto the flat and continue that pace going. So ideally once a week, you'd have a hillier, more challenging run, or if not every now and then you try and put in a hill session that was specific to like what Rob did last week. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I like I say I, I would think I, I would say that I'm very good at hills um, because I live on such a hilly route and Stoke on Trent is renowned really hilly and we, when we go out with Stoke Fit we always tend to go up a couple of hills so it's always incorporated yeah. into most of my runs anyway um, but having that rep session was quite good and it did i did learn a lot about myself actually about pacing myself and thinking to myself well don't go too quick on their first yeah. initial one go bits not slow but pace yourself i mean they're all things that you can put into your race day tactics you'll have people that run the hills quite strong because they're familiar with hills and then when it gets yeah. up onto the flat parts of the run um they catch their breath back or some people yeah. just take their time on the hills because they know they're going to run a bit quicker so yeah. it's you're not going to know and you're not going to experience and learn about yourself like Rob's just said unless you're doing them. So get them in. Yeah, get them in there. Get them into your workouts. Okie dokie. So the next question is off Doreen. Thank you, Doreen. Doreen, uh, So hello. she's uh, from Stoke Fish. Is this just going to be telling me off or is it an actual question? <laughs> no, it's an actual question. Go on, then. So she asked me this, so I wrote this down. So which pains can you run with and what pains should you rest? Oh, I suppose this is quite a good question. A good quick question, really, because I've had a lot of people have had injuries. Yeah. Uh, I had a foot injury before London Marathon, a couple of weeks before London Marathon after the Great North Run. So I asked you that kind of question. Should I carry on running or should I rest it? Yeah. So what would your advice be? I mean, it's quite straightforward, um, but it's not straightforward advice people necessarily want to hear. As runners, we're probably quite bad at taking time off. I'm terrible mm-hmm. at doing it. Um, the rule that i tend to give is if you feel sharp pains sharp pains are a signal to stop sharp pains that don't get better um should absolutely be checked out by a physiotherapist or a doctor gp um you know you can do all these things like try and self-diagnose and self-medicate or cure um you know rice um you know resting it icing it compressing it elevating it um to try and make it better but 
if you're feeling sharpshooting pains that aren't going away, go and seek advice. Um, I'm just a coach. I'm not a doctor or physiotherapist. In terms mm. of pains, you can probably get on with uh, DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, which is from yeah. a fatiguing workout, or you might experience it when you're in the gym lifting weights. Um you can run on them. Um, actually running on them is going to improve blood circulation. It's going to improve your recovery time. As long as you're taking it easy and you're not good doing like a really intense session, anything that's not causing you much discomfort, you can still run on. But my advice is sharp shooting pains. Stop and seek some help and support from a medical professional. Uh, you know your body better than anybody, so you'll know the aches and pains or you should get used to them. But please listen to the warning signs if you are getting any. Mm. I've been quite lucky, really, touch wood. Uh, I've not really had any major injuries. I think I've jinxed myself a little bit there. But uh, other than when I broke my toe playing football a couple, well, about two years ago, and that stopped me from running for a short while. But I've been quite lucky, really. Um so, yeah, I think it's really good advice. Just take it easy. You know your body better than anybody. If you're thinking to yourself, well, this is an ache or a pain that I could probably continue with because it's yeah. I'm used to this, it, it just just take it easy. But, and I suppose that's where easy running comes in as well, doesn't it? Yeah, if you're thinking totally. about, okay, then, well, well, I've got this pain, I've got this ache. If I go easy and I'm, I'm not increasing my heart rate, I'm going quite slow and easy pace, that yeah. will hopefully give you a good sign about whether you can continue yeah. or you need to stop. I mean, psychologically as well, injuries can be a lot. I mean, I I had some time off about 18 months ago. I had like a pulling pain at the back of my right knee. Um, an initial reaction when you go on Google and you Google things is you get all the, all sorts of things. You've got ligament damage and all this sort of stuff. And I <laughs> thought died. to myself, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And I thought to myself, I was in the middle of a speed session. I was doing, I can't remember what I was doing, but speed session for me at the time was about, I don't know, six minute mile, something like that. Um, and I just felt this pulling pain in the back of my leg. And I thought, I've got to stop here because if I don't, I could end up on the floor and do lasting mm. damage. I actually still have that. Um, but I know now I can run on it because one of the things I did was I went to see a physiotherapist and I was really lucky. Um, the guy at St. Paul's Physio down in Birmingham, shout out. Um, he got me scans, uh, MRI scans on it uh, through the NHS, had a good look at it. And what it is, I've got um, a cyst in the simplest term on the ligament um or the mm -hmm. muscle i think um that is just at the bottom part of my hamstring but what he gave me was the all clear to basically go you're still probably going to feel it because it's not going yeah. anywhere it's just a bit of a a build up of um you know uh, rubbing between the the ligaments you're fine to run it's not going to it's not going to go anywhere it's not going to cause you any lasting damage and i still feel it i just have to warm up properly um but i know psychologically i'm not going to get worse so i can give all my training the full effort if you don't yeah. go and get these things checked out you're never going to know what's going to happen and you're not going to train to the full effect so yeah. sharp pain stop if you've got any problems go and check them out and if you're aching as long as you know your body crack on cautiously fantastic fantastic Next question is off Sam Reeve. Sam. Who's Sam? Hey, mate, Sam. Uh, mate. Sam's my best mate. Um, he was the best man at our wedding. Wow. Um, so he was, uh, he's a good guy. I, I, I mean, I didn't know whether he was sending this question to wind me up because a lot of the things Sam does a lot of the time <laughs> is to wind me up. Um, but, what, are what are best mates for? Yeah, exactly. Um, but he, he, he sent uh, the question in, I think. What's he asked? So the question is, what are your tips for running outside when it's slightly icy? I suppose it's quite a pertinent question to ask in these winter months. Yeah, I mean, Sam, um, because it's you, 
just go out and run as fast as you can. <laughs> Find some ice and run over it as fast as you can. <laughs> Listeners, don't don't follow that advice. That's just for Sam. Um, no, tips for running in the ice because it, it, it is cold on the mornings. If you're a morning runner and late on in the evening when the ice is settling, freezing up, you've got to be careful. So please, please be careful. But the advice is really to go with caution. If it's too icy, take a day off mm. is my first thing. You've got to outright. You've got to look at the risks, and the risk of getting injury far outweighs the benefit you might get from one or two runs. You're not going to lose any fitness by mm. letting a bit of icy weather pass for a couple of days. Go on a treadmill if you've got access to a treadmill at the gym. I was going to say treadmill. I think, I think treadmill is Switch a good it thing. Switch off. To... You've got yeah. to improvise. If you've got woodland around you, trails, grass, fields, you're not going to slip over on grass. You've got to do things you probably wouldn't always do. Look, we get creature of habits. We get into our usual runs, usual routes improvise if the hills aren't too bad and you want to get a speed session in but you don't want to run too fast then find a nice hill where Mm. the weather is pretty good and it's quite good underfoot do a hill session instead of a speed session you're going to get the same thing from your heart rate your heart rate will elevate use the hill to get the intensity the hill your heart doesn't know whether you're running on flatland treadmill grass up a hill down a hill all it understands is intensity doesn't understand pace it only understands intensity so improvise with your workouts it depends what you're trying to do if it's an easy run do your easy run but proceed with caution if it's a session you're after improvise with it yeah i think i think especially in the current circumstances with this this of the ice that's on the floor at the moment i think it's really important that we take that seriously yeah but and again Sam, you run as much as you want on the ice man. carry on <laughs> relating back to the question about the the pains i suppose you'd be able to do easier running because you're going slower and you'd be able to keep an eye out for this the ice these months over the winter i mean it's there's a reason why the racing scene goes on to cross-country running Mm. and road runs are few and far between if you go on to run britain now to try and find a race you're not going to find many road races Mm. um I know Tamworth 10K was on this past weekend, and I know a guy that did a really good time there, uh, Mark Summers. I'll give you a shout-out if you're listening. He did really well. Um, but the fact is, like, you won't find many races. You're going to have to start looking at not racing, but just keeping yourself ticking over, and you've got to yeah. be clever with your training, cautiously doing easy runs or improvising with your sessions. Yeah. Cool. So there you go, Sam. Good question, Sam. Good question, Sam. So the next question, the bonus question that like we've just one. thrown in there. I like this one as well. So this is off Tim West, uh, another Stoke Fit member. He's already he sent a question in before. Uh, so thank you, Tim. So what has been your most memorable run to date and what made it so special? So I'll answer that question first. I Go suppose on. for me, Go on. the most memorable run for me or race for me is there's got to be London Marathon. Uh, it's got to be. It's the first time. Yeah. I, 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 I'm going to say it's potentially my last time I'm ever going to run a marathon, although it's I have not, thought about it. It's not your last time. <laughs> although I have thought about it. Uh, it's London, so it's one of the biggest marathons in the world. It's a good starting uh, point, now, isn't it? It is a good starting point. And I suppose the atmosphere uh, before, during, and after the actual event is incredible. So before I had opportunity to spend time with my family that I haven't seen for a number of years went to the expedition met Paula Radcliffe met Kip Chogay spent time walking around the expedition talking to other people met people from and I ran it for charity as well so that's another reason why Parkinson's it's a charity yeah. yeah so I ran for Parkinson's UK so in memory of my granddad and my fiance's granddad 
managed to raise three thousand pounds up up to about three thousand uh, pounds and i ran it and I, and I ran the whole thing i walked a little bit but having that under five hours uh, as, a, as, a, as a bit of a target and i got under that target that has got to be the most memorable run for me. Uh, there are other memorable runs. So, like the, the first time we met, the first time I went out and run on Certainly my own. It was memorable. It was memorable. Uh, when when I went first run with Stoke Fit. Um, so there is quite a few memorable runs that I've done, but I think yeah, it's most, hard to top that, isn't it? To be fair, it is definitely going to be I hard. Think, to top do that. you think running for charity as well adds a bit of an incentive onto it? Makes it a bit more memorable knowing you've done yeah. some good work there. Yeah, so I ran when I ran the Potters off. I ran that first time. I ran that for charity. I ran that for Parkinson's UK as well. I ran over seven hundred quid. I suppose it gives you that motivation to do it because you don't want to let charity down. But I suppose it gives that a bit of more atmosphere because you're running past people. They've got the shouting crews on the side. Parkinson's UK. You've got your vest on with my name saying yeah. Rob on there. So people shouting your name as you're running past, and all the camaraderie, all the people that you meet during the run. So I met a buddy person dressed up as Big Ben. Met somebody dressed as a rhino, somebody dressed as Big Bird, <laughs> all sorts of different things. Yeah. I was dressed up as a BFG. I wasn't really, it was just me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it is a really good, really good day. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my memorable. I mean, I'm going to say now, I think just to, to any of the listeners out there, I think if you've never run um, a race or done an event for charity, I mean, this is part of the reason why me and Rob are speaking here today was, to be fair, because he, he was doing that event for Parkinson's UK. Uh, listen to episode one if you want to know the story behind it but if you are running any events for charity or considering running any events for charity please get in touch Mm. we will happily use our platform on social media um and obviously the podcast to help you raise funds as well especially if it's for parkinson's uk or any of the charities close to our hearts but reach out on the social media platforms tag us in your stories and we'll share it i mean we've only got a small following at the moment but if it helps you raise money we're all behind that so just just Give us a contact on that and we'll help you out. Definitely, definitely. Um, What's been your most memorable run? My most memorable run? I'm going to... I've done lots of different races, of course. Um, I've done a cross-country in the woods over the road from my house, which was memorable because it's over the road from my house and I've walked around it with the kids all the time, so it was nice to have an organised event in there. Um, I've done marathons and I've done London. Um, I hated London for different reasons. I won't go into that. Um, I trained for it really badly. But... um, I think I've got – it's not a race, to be fair. Um, it's a run that I organised um, about 18 months or so ago um, for um, a stroke association. Um, so shortly after uh, – shortly before this run, my nan passed away during the pandemic um, and she had a stroke um, and she was taken to hospital. And it was quite a difficult time because we didn't get to go and see her because of the pandemic and all that sort of stuff. So it was it wasn't your usual um, terrible experience, but it was it was made quite bad by the fact that we couldn't see her. So one of the things that we looked to do was to do something in her memory. So I basically organised a run, um, which was me and Rachel with the double buggy, which wasn't held together by gaffer tape at the time, um, running from her home address, my nan's home address at the time, in Harborn, um, to a place called Stoke, uh, Stoke Prior, which is um, out in Worcestershire. And the distance between the two was 20 miles. So me and Rach basically pushed uh, Amelia and Billy, the two kids, in a double buggy along the roads, country roads, A roads, all this sort of stuff. Um 
stopping off, meeting different family members at different points that joined us, letting the kids out and have a play. And we raised um, some money for uh, Stroke Association in her memory. And then in the pub at the end where we finished, uh, some of her distant, my nan's distant family members joined us for a bit of something to eat and drinks and stuff, which was organised by my auntie, which was a really memorable run. So it's not all about mm. races, but no. um, I think your most memorable runs come from obviously when it means something to you, whether you put a lot of training into it for a particular race or you do it for charity like that. Um, well, like both of our experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I think it's, I say runs, it, being memorable doesn't always have to be a big race. No. Mine is just happens to be London because it was the most memorable for me yeah. because of what was happening. It wasn't because it, I suppose it was because it's London, but it wasn't because it's a marathon or anything. It was because I did yeah. it for charity. I managed to spend time with my family, raise that much money for a charity that's close to my heart. So, yeah, it's not all about it being a race. It could be any kind of run that's most memorable yeah. for you. That's a good question, Tim. I enjoyed it that one. That's a very good question. Very good question. If you have got any questions... Um... You've just heard what we've done with the questions there from listeners. Please get in touch. Send your questions into the uh, Couch to Coached um, Instagram and Facebook pages um, at Couch to Coached or email them to us at Couch to Coached at Outlook.com. And we'll get them answered on the show for you. Um, so I think we move on to the last couple of parts of the show. And the reason why we're here. The whole purpose of this podcast is to turn Rob from couch to coached. Um, so over the last four weeks, we've been establishing a good coach and athlete relationship. Would you say? I've never, never been called an athlete before, ever. <laughs> well, you, are an, you are an athlete and we are in a relationship, Rob. <laughs> so, I'm proud of that. If you like it uh, or not. <laughs> yeah, it's a good rolling relationship, this one. Um, but it's time to get serious. Um, so I think before we go into the challenges, I want you yeah. to give the listeners an update on the exciting news that you've got about the NSRRA. Yeah, so the NSRRA is a is a, as a if you haven't already listened to the other episodes, please do listen to the other episodes because we go through it quite often and we talk about NSRRA quite a lot. And hopefully, we are going to get Ken Rushton in, who is as a, as a bit of a guest, who is the the coordinator of the NSRRA, to come and talk to us about a little bit more about it and the, the background of it and what his hopes and ambitions are for the future. But yeah, I've signed up for that. Uh, I don't know what group I'm going to be in yet. I presume I'm going to be in Group F, like I was at the end of last year. Was Ken uh, but he, he has listened. So he you might listened. be listening and thinking, oh, he's got that coach behind him. I'll stick him in Group B. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get demoted quite a lot of times before I get back down to Group F. I think we should get um, Ken on as the first guest in the new year, just to have, yeah. just suss it out a little bit. Let the listeners hear yeah. a bit about the, the, the association. But yeah. uh, try and suss him out. Yeah, yeah. Try and get a sponsor out of him. Yeah. <laughs> Ken, yes, so you, you officially invite Rob will be in touch. <laughs> so we've um I've signed up for the NSRRA, so I've paid me paid me money for that. But I signed up for my first race. So the first race is all stage of five miles. Uh so I did that last year. I can't remember what time I got. Yeah, I think I got a relatively good time. Um well I'm hoping to improve upon that time. But so yeah, it's a first race. And it's apparently the one of the, I would say easier runs, but flatter runs. Nice um, easy introduction. Yeah, and then I think I think we've got another race after that. I think it's the 10k, and then it's the big one. It's a 20 mile night and 20 mile, which is huge. But yeah, so I've signed, I've signed up for that. So I'm looking forward to getting that up and running on the 5th of February. So eight weeks away. Yeah, uh, so. eight weeks, eh? Mm. 
So there's a lot of work yeah. to be done. Well, no, a lot of, that sounded like you ain't done nothing. That sounded really bad. But there's a lot of work to be done. There is, there is a lot of work to be no, done. I, think, I want to be competitive, so yeah, there is yeah, a lot I of mean, work. Look, the, the whole reason I think we're here, as I say, is to get Rob from uh, couch to coach. He's doing a really good job. He's built up some consistency. We've had a bit of variety in. We've done strength, not only you know doing the ab challenge, but doing the hills, because that builds strength. Um, so you're in a good, good spot, but We've got eight weeks to have a go at it, haven't we? And see what happens. Yeah. And then, obviously, yeah. keep that momentum going into that scary 20-miler you've got to do. Um, but you ready for the challenge, do you think? So this is the Couch to Coach Challenge, yeah. Really? yeah go just, for are it. you just ready for the challenge in general? Oh, ready for, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I must admit. I think okay. it is something that I've, I've thought about. I thought about it last year and didn't, didn't really sign up for it because I didn't really know a great detail about it. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll see how it goes. Run a few of the races. So I'll probably run about seven of the actual races in that calendar year for them. Um, and, and, and I am looking forward to it. I, mean, yeah. I, I like the concept, so I'm excited to see what you can do. Um, yeah. And we'll, you know, we'll we'll push you through a bit of training. Let's get them promoted. Yeah, we get see if we can get you promoted. We are going up, so we are going up. <laughs> That's what we want. Um, so, oh, what's here? Are you coming to the Wrexham Solihull Moors game? I was, I was just, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yes, I will, um, if, if I'm still invited. Yeah, yeah. My, my mate Dave messaged me the other day. Shout out to Dave. He's getting the ticket, so we'll we'll have a Sound. chat about it there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's that is going to be date number two. That is official, and it's a three. It's a three way. <laughs> Oh God! Throw me in even more of a deeper end. I've met the wife. I've met the kids. I'm going to meet your mates now. Love you. So yeah, um, Ryan Reynolds. If you're if you're about Wrexham and Solly or Moors, you're more than welcome, and we can hash out the deals we can and the make sponsorship. It more, we can make it more of a rather than a freeway. We can make it a bit more a bit more of an orgy. Hang on, this is PC. Keep keep it know, yeah, PG. Should I say? Let's keep it going. Um, Right, so I think that brings us nicely into the couch and coach challenges. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first, yeah. Okay, so your challenge... Oh, as I just kick all the stuff over in the office there. Your challenge is quite a, quite a, a simple one. Okay. We're at this point, you know, it's the 15th of December. Um, mm. So what we're going to be doing is getting you ready over the Christmas period to be fully committed as one of my athletes. Okay. Okay. So I coach my athletes on a platform called Training Peaks. Training Peaks allows me to program people's running weekly, daily, uh, based upon their current performance and their goals. And in order to be able to be coached by me, you basically download Training Peaks. We understand where your zones roughly lie, your heart rate zones and your intensities, your paces. Um, And from that point, I can then plan your training for the next 12 months over the course of the NSRRA and get you into the best position possible come race days. So that's what we're going to do. But I need you to sign up to Training Peaks. I can do that. That's not not a problem at all. So download the free app, free app from the app store. Download it, register, connect your Garmin watch. Um, If you want to upgrade your Garmin watch, I've got a Fenix Six Pro knocking around (laughs) for the nearest offer. Um, And then you need oh you need to do a baseline test. I missed that bit out. 
So it's not just about me signing up for an app. I thought this was. I thought we were got we got a rolls confused. Now the, the couch challenge. I need some basic data, so I need you to go out and I'll send you the details of this, and you can do a reel or whatever you do about it, so the, the, the listeners can have a look. Nice warm up, a five k effort, nice cool down. I'll see the data, pull what I need from it, do all the work in the background, and then we'll get you planned. But because it's a bit icy and it's a bit wintry, I don't want you doing any injuries. So I'll wait for the weather to clear a bit. So it might be between now and the first episode after Christmas that we talk about where you're at. But that's your challenge, the coach challenge. I accept that challenge. Quite a nice challenge. Yeah, uh, nice one. I've been looking at my submit because you've mentioned to me before about this training peaks and having this happen and you've been able to read my data and things. So I have been looking forward to actually getting involved in that. Um, I think I you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Between get- now and next, the next race, so in, in, in February, I think you'll be able to gauge my baseline. Although you can see on Strava, I think it's a little bit more in-depth. Yeah, into- I mean, it gives me a lot more data. I get to see your how close you're working towards your thresholds on your sessions. Mm. I get to have a look at what your average paces are, whether we're looking at what gradients you're on, if you're running up Heartbreak Hill, if you're going out with the, the Stoke Crew Fit, are you running uh, you know, above your capacity or below because you're running with people? It gives you the accountability to see what workouts you've got coming up. Um, mm. And we can also have a look at your improvements and adapt your training as we're going along. Um, so it's it'll be interesting for you. Um, and we can have a talk about it on each episode as to how well you're getting on. Sounds good to me. Sounds That's my Christmas to present to you, Rob. <laughs> Thank full, you very full much. Full-time coaching. That's all right, then. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, take that any Merry week. Christmas. Thank you very much. Which brings me on to my uh, challenge, my couch challenge. As you can hear in the background, a little jingle bells. He isn't jingling his bells. He's got a he's got a puzzle puzzle that I've sent to him. So earlier today, ladies and gentlemen, if you're wondering what I've got in my hands, I at Christmas obviously you order all my presents on Amazon because that's what you do these days. You don't go to a shop; you do it on Amazon. So you get all these little cardboard boxes come through, as you know, and put them all on the table. Rachel had hers because she's buying me Christmas presents, I hope. Um, you know, the book from last week or the uh, maybe the, the Lumi recovery pod we talked about. The parcels are a bit small, so I don't think so. But anyway, I opened mine and one of them had my name on and I opened it and there was this puzzle, as Rob's just said in there. And I thought, I haven't ordered that. So when I went on my order history, wasn't there. And I thought Amazon had made a mistake. But me being me, I thought, oh, free gift, Amazon. I'm not sending that. <laughs> One of the richest companies in the world. I ain't sending that back. They ain't charging for it. If you're listening, Amazon, if you want to sponsor the podcast, do put sponsor the podcast. <laughs> we'll send it back if needs be. <laughs> send it back if you do. Um, but I thought I'll have a key for that. So I took it up to my desk and started playing with it. I like a puzzle. And this was... Rated a five out of six, I think it was in instructions. I put a po- I put a photo of it on Instagram and Facebook, and it's basically two pieces of metal connected inside like a cage. Anyway, I'm not doing it justice. And the aim is to take it apart and I think put it back together. Yeah, I was like, oh, I like that. A couple of hours in, it's driving me mad. It's driving me insane. It's really grating on me. And I got a text message off Rob. Have you got? Have you had anything from Amazon today? <laughs> I looked down at my hands because I had it in my hands at the time, and my face just dropped. The blood drained from my face, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is him!" So I was like, "I knew what it was straight away. It was the couch challenge." So 
quite possibly I'm going to be sitting on the sofa tonight. Rach is going to be unwell playing Candy Crush. <laughs> I'm going to be watching season two of The Walking Dead doing a hustle. <laughs> So you have turned into me then. So you've <laughs> my have. ultimate aim. The couch challenge has turned you into me, and your ultimate aim for the couch challenge is to turn me into you. <laughs> Before you know it, I'll be running down the road in a short sleeve t-shirt and gloves, <laughs> wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so that's my Christmas present. Is it that what you're saying? That's your Christmas present. Two two birds with one stone. So it's your Christmas I mean, present. I do, but also it's the I do like challenge. a puzzle, and what I'll do is I'll keep the couch to coach followers on Instagram. Um, Hang on a minute, I might have something here. <laughs> He's actually doing the puzzle as we speak. No, I thought I had a bit of movement then. Um, <laughs> I will keep you updated on the Couch to Coach Instagram page and Facebook so you can see the challenge. If anybody's done this puzzle um, and can send me any clear instructions... No, 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 no cheating. <laughs> no, no cheating. No, no, can't help chance, no cheating. Um, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it, I can tell. Um, should, we, should we let the, the listeners into a secret of next week? Yeah, I think we should. I yeah. think we should. What season is it, everybody? Ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas. We're going to do Christmas. a Christmas special next week. Oh. It's not going to be a long episode. It's not going to we be... We say that. We say that. We always say this every time we come on. We say we're going to try and keep it short, and then we end up being too long It's anyway, not going to be a long so... episode. It's going to be 59 minutes. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to do a, a... We don't want to send you into the Christmas week without anything to listen to. We all understand you're going out running. You probably listen to the podcast, hopefully, on your runs. But we're going to do a little Christmas special next week. Um just to check in and wish you all a Merry Christmas. We are. We are. But on that note, on that note, I'm off to do my hustle. And you're off to do, last last week we were off to do your chubbing in the bath and this week you're going to do your hustle. I might do, I'm gonna, I might do some hustling while chubbing in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to say, sign up to Trading Peaks. Well, I'll be the serious one out of the two. If you want to hear how we're getting on, tune in guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for listening. See you later. I think I've got it here. I think I've cracked it.